0: From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz
1: Unplugged.
0: Hello and welcome to a special edition of The Diz Unplugged, joined by my good friends Walter Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin... Kathy Worling and Teresa Eccles I almost forgot Kathy's name
2: <laughs> I think he almost called you Kevin <laughs> That Kevin works
0: Worling. I'm not, yeah, I, you Worling know, I'm, I'm a creature of habit And uh, back in the peanut gallery Max Eccles, Teresa's son um, We're actually doing our Disneyland show Finally, we've been trying to put this together For a couple of weeks now And uh, it's hard enough getting everybody together Once a week to do the uh, Discussion and email shows let alone doing a second show. This is one of the things that keeps me from expanding the uh, expanding the repertoire into multiple shows every week. So uh, We are going to actually we have a series of reports from our Disneyland correspondents, uh, Nancy Johnson, Tony Spatel, and Wendy Bell. And we're going to be covering the Christmas train tour, uh, which is going on through November. Uh, they're apparently sending a train across the country with all hmm. sorts of Disney stuff on it. We have a review of I, I don't know why she chose to review this, but Nancy, and it's actually a very good review of the uh, the remote the Jungle Cruise remote control boats at the Disneyland Hotel. <laughs> okay. Um, also, uh, um, Nancy and Wendy do a great uh, uh, a great review on uh, Olvera Street Station uh, in downtown uh, Los Angeles, which I had never heard of, no. and really interesting, really yeah. interesting stuff. Uh, we also have a review of the Pacific Wharf Cafe. Uh, Tony Spatel also uh, reviews the new Celebration Roundup Barbecue uh, in Disneyland Park and the Golden Horseshoe Review oh, cool. in Disneyland Park. So we have a lot to get to. All right, so first up, here is uh, Nancy Johnson, Tony Spatel, and Wendy Bell, our Disneyland correspondents, with a report on the Christmas Carol train tour that uh, left Los Angeles at the end of May and is scheduled to end up, I believe, in Grand Central Station in new york on november 1st uh, as part of a promotion for the new a christmas carol that's coming out this christmas from disney so here is uh nancy wendy and tony uh talking with bob galt director of uh, entertainment for disney who put this together
3: hi everybody it's nancy and tony and wendy And we're at Union Station. We just experienced Disney's A Christmas Carol Train Tour, the first stop here in Los Angeles.
4: Now, the website to go to is www.ChristmasCarolTrainTour.com. And we'll have that link up in the show notes. That's a great place to find the schedule of when this train is coming to your town, where you can see it, and what the hours are.
3: And it's the tourist... Starting here in Los Angeles, and it's going all the way through, we say November?
4: November 1st at Grand Central Station in New York City is where it finally stops. Okay. Did you all get emails about this? Because I know I did. Yes, Yeah, did. I
3: got the Disney email. So I
4: think probably for all of you guys that are signed up on any kind of Disney mailing list, you'll probably get something in your email about it.
3: You know what? How did you guys get here? I drove. I know I did the boring thing. I drove on the L.A. freeways. Um, well, I took the train, and so I think if you guys have a train in your area and it's close
5: and convenient, then take the train. I mean, it definitely adds more to the experience. Um, it, you know, it was a w- great way to get here. drop me off right at the event. So for me, train was the way. We did the subway.
4: Living in Burbank, we have the option of the subway or the train. The train didn't have as good of a schedule as the subway. So we went ahead and took the subway, which actually dropped us off right there at the gate. For those of you who have not heard anything about this, this is a traveling experience That's the best word we can use for it. A traveling experience um, bringing you the movie that's coming up in theaters this fall. They did a remake of A Christmas Carol. It's not quite a remake. I thought this was going to be a live-action movie. Yeah, no, I I didn't realize it was computer-generated. So the first thing we did when we got here was we actually got a special tour of the train from Bob Galt, who's the director of Disney Entertainment, and he took us through the train, so what you're going to hear next is the little tour we got from Bob.
6: One of the nice things about this tour is that it is imagery, it is very visually pleasing, and it's also educational in many properties too. When you have artifacts in the Charles Dickens Library, and you also have the filmmaking process, how it's done from start to finish. So. Even those people who are novices or those who might think they're experts in filmmaking will get an education as to how performance capture actually works because it is a hybrid. It's not animation. It's not real acting in, 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 the, in the sense that you're building a set and making, putting everybody in costume and makeup. It is... In its raw stage, but it also gives the actors the flexibility to be able to do their performance. It also challenges them because a lot of times when you're in costume, you know, you can reference, you know, you can see how you look. You know what your character is. Here you have to use the reference costumes and the imagery that we showed you before in order to put yourself into those.
3: Everything you see in
6: here is a reference point for them. It's a reference costumes. The artistry that you see here is actually developed by artists so that the filmmakers themselves have the ability to be able to see what the finished product is going to be. Jim Carrey, the star of the film, plays seven different roles. He plays young Scrooge, teen Scrooge, Fantasy. Young adult Scrooge and the real Scrooge. Wow. And all these have, have were developed just so the filmmakers can go ahead and understand what's going on. Also inside here, we've been able to get from the Dickens Library in London actual artifacts from there that were done by Charles Dickens himself, writings, books, and so forth for people to see. <laughs> costumes again are all referenced. The other stars of the film, the ensemble cast of Gary. Gary Gary Oldman, Colin Firth, we have Robin Wright Penn, and Bob Hoskins also playing roles. In fact, Gary Oldman plays two roles, he plays Bob Cratchit and he plays Tiny Tim. So the richness of it is to show what the finished product would actually look like for the filmmakers to be able to get that in their heads. So when they finish the performance capture process, it's done. This is concept art also. Concept art was done, or a landscape art, as we call it, to show scenes of the film in various states and how it would look with the richness in digital how it actually will finish, the fr- the pr- finished product will be once the filmmakers layer everything onto the mocap or performance capture process. So all these imageries are all part of that process for them to be able to see and envision what they're going to be making. Again, we have more Dickens, actual handwritten notes from Charles Dickens from the Dickens Library in London, first time on tour on a train, I believe, isn't that right, Nicole? Did you meet? No, Nicole right?
4: Hi, Nicole. Nice to I meet you, too. here
6: because Nicole's my right-hand person. She is actually going to be on the tour the entire truck.
4: Oh, great.
6: Lucky for her, right?
4: Yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, I had actually, it's a lifetime
6: right. experience. And here we have the model room, and the model room can, is very important for a lot of reasons. We make maquettes of the characters to see them in their final state, actual masks and replicas of how these people are going to look. The model room was used for purposes of using the lipstick camera so that they can actually follow through. Big Ben, for instance, over here on our right, model of Big Ben, during its construction stages, the lipstick camera would actually go inside, see the, the walls, the parameters, the obstacles that are in the way, and it'd be mapped out on the sound stage floor so that when the actors do their actual mocap or performance capture process, they don't go beyond a certain point because in the filmmaking, if they did that, it would be showing them running into a wall. So we made these models to, do, to handle that. Carriage purse. This is Fred's house. Fred Scrooge is his, uh, Ebenezer's nephew, important part of the film, and this is Scrooge and Marley's office. All of these were used in the filmmaking process to show depth and also how uh, the insides of the sets would look. How we have the volume are, this is the motion capture soundstage. It's done on the soundstage, but it's not real sets. You can see behind you, this is what a set would look like. Each one of the actors have a, put a mask over their face and they actually mark their face with. Markings, we call them jewels Markings, whatever you want to They wear a headset that is all computerized With four cameras they're shooting this. Those cameras capture every expression of their face, every eye movement, nose movement, mouth movement, cheek. Every portion of that is actually photographed during their actual performance. So they're performing at the same time, wearing a bodysuit, as you see over here. And the bodysuit actually has capture points also, because in the soundstage there'd be 120 cameras on them at all time, shooting them from every different angle. The beauty of this is the actors never have to put on makeup. They never have to put on a costume. They put on their body suits, their headgear, their markings, and they go through the exact same acting process as they would under normal conditions. The difference is, with 120 cameras, you can never do that under normal filmmaking process. Because... The cameras would be running into each other once, and it would be too expensive, to. And also, in Performance Captured, Bob Zemeckis will take these images as they act through them and edit it down to the point where he's got the perfect expression on Jim Carrey's face and Gary Oldman's the rest of them. Also, because you don't have to go through hair and makeup, you have to go through a lot of costume changes, that this is... Uh, uh, not as time-consuming. Jim Carrey shot his entire role in 22 days. This is the tunnel of technology, or mission control, as we call it. This actually shows the process of how the images are progressed from their neophyte stages in the acting portions as they start to layer them into the final stage of film, so that you'll see various levels of how we make the process work and how they layer it uh, in mission control through the use of computers. And the, and the computers are capturing all the images from the sets and from the uh, uh, acting performances. All these screens you see are HP technology screens, as are these in flying over London. These are all HP TouchSmart computers so that what we've developed here is the ability for us to take certain scenes from the film, have this fly into Old Town London as it's being depicted in the film, and then you can go to, say, Scrooge and Marley's office, and we fly into Scrooge and Marley's office, just as you would see it in the film process itself. And once you get in here, it'll show you some of the imagery, and then you can continue, it'll ask you a question, who is Scrooge's business partner? And you take a guess, if you don't know the film process, Somebody might say Bob Pratchett, but that's not right. So he goes away. Or he might say Fred Scrooge. No. But if they pick Marley, which is the ghost image of Marley, they'll get a little history as to what that was. And they can go into five different scenes and give them a little bit of history behind the tour. This is parking station. This is the ability for the guests to have. This is why they get these barcodes. Who wants to get their picture taken? Come on, Andrew, do You do it. it. Let me get you taller. I might need a bigger one. Now, I need a bigger one. Now, we need to put a date in. What's Andrew's birthday? But I'm going to make you older, because you have to be at least 13 years old. So I'm going to make you 13, okay? So for today, you're 13. Okay, okay stand back down again, Andrew. We're. In. Nicole's going to get you something, so you stand up. We'll so you a little, you little bit taller. Now yeah, you have a valid stand You can go put that push back down. Right okay, now what? Now stand up Okay, now put your eyes right in like that. Now I want you to look right over here. Now look, just smile. Okay, keep smiling. Keep smiling. Okay, we took your picture.
4: Good job.
6: pictures.
4: So now, Bob, how does uh, putting something like this compare with all the other exciting things you've done, like the Pocahontas and Central Park and, and the Hercules
6: okay. part? Well, yeah, yeah. There's a big difference between doing a, all, single event. Uh, a, a one-off event or a one-day event versus a five-and-a-half-month tour. Pocahontas was extremely difficult in many ways because of its complexities when you build, you know, screens that are 8 stories by 12 stories, entertain 110,000 people for one day, and you build kind of Disneyland for a day. Yeah. Well, this is Disneyland for five-and-a-half months on tour, and the nice thing about it is is that we get to go to some pretty tremendous towns... I guess the nice thing about it is is that uh, a tour like this gets to go to so many different types of cities, not just big cities. Here we are in Los Angeles to kick off, but we're going to middle America. We're going to Whitefish, Montana, Fargo, North Dakota, you know, places like Omaha, Nebraska, which is great for us to get into towns like that, that really give people the opportunity to be able to experience this, this attraction. As rich as it is, as beautiful as it is, you know, we'd love love to be able to get to every town we could possibly get to but the nice thing is is that you know people from 100 miles away can come and see us in any one of these towns we'll we'll probably be able to attract people within radiuses of 100 miles so we like that that possibility of it. getting to 40 cities around the country is uh if we could do 100 we would physically it's impossible and probably nicole would kill me at some point
3: (laughs) Do you, do you plan on having more of these traveling
6: attractions so that you can get to more of middle America? Because this is a pretty great idea. Well, we've done some things in the past. We've yeah. done mall tours and yeah. so forth. I
4: worked a couple of those mall tours. So you did? Okay, so you know.
6: <laughs> but they, they're limited, too, as to, and usually went three months out prior to the film, and you can only get to 20 or 25 cities. Um, from, from our standpoint... This gives us a lot more flexibility. Will we do more? It's hard to say. We don't like to be repetitive. We like to do things beyond the cutting edge. We like to do things that are a little bit different each time. Um, It was kind of fun when we took over Alcatraz Island and built a theater. You know, on the exercise yards, show our film The Rock, or you close down 42nd Street, 5th Avenue, New York on a Saturday night, show the electrical parade down those streets to 3.5 million people. Uh, Armageddon at the Kennedy Space Center, things like that. And and truly one of my favorites, when we did Pearl Harbor, in Pearl Harbor on the deck of the John C. Stennis and built a theater and overlooking the uh, Arizona Memorial in in Missouri. But this has something unique and special to it it is by far the most unique promotion we've ever done the most challenging promotion we've ever done to be able to go on the road for five and a half months in 40 cities and over 17 almost 17,000 miles of track time that's a lot a lot of touring
4: i was gonna say i can't remember a project of this scope since the freedom train in 76
6: yeah i think the freedom was train similar freedom train had similar properties mm mm-hmm. I think we're a lot more fun. Well, yeah. (laughs) We've got because not only do you get this train, you also will get to see um, eight to ten minutes of the film clips, including some of the actors' interviews and so forth, so that people get a taste of of what the films like in Disney Digital 3D. Um, We're fortunate enough to be working with a group like Amtrak too, that's be able to tour us and drive us all around this country and. HP, the technology they provide gives us the opportunity to do so. And then we've got in the theater itself, Barco projectors that are state of the art, easy to travel with. We have a surround sound system, Dolby glasses that I didn't want to tell you the price of those things. They're really nice. they uh, they rival some sunglass products. So yeah, all the way around, it's just it's a great experience for us to be able to um, in, enjoy the country. Train travel is kind of a civilized way to go. It's a lot of fun, and uh, so we're really, we're really excited.
4: Great! That actually answered most of the questions I had on the list I emailed you. Thank you so much, Bob. I know that the crowd is coming in behind us, and do you want to leave us with one interesting, fun trivia fact about the tour?
6: By the time we get through to New York City. I hope that all of our crew is intact and not insane. That little trivia fact when you're on the road for five and a half months and you don't have the opportunity to see your family and get back yeah. and so forth. but you know really the trivia of this of all this is is the fact that it's a free attraction. It's a free attraction for guests to come and see. How many people in today's America travel something of this magnitude and of this fantastic quality? to everywhere and get the opportunity to see it for free it's, true. it's one of the nice things and another thing too you know we have economic impact wherever we go yeah. we're traveling with a crew stay in hotels buying food at the same time we're hiring people in the local markets that's every place we go we hire people so it's a nice be able to give back a little bit you know and that's what we're doing if this is as much as a give back tour as it is An interesting promotional tour that gives people an insight on how filmmaking can be made fun.
4: That's wonderful. Thank you, Bob. We appreciate all All your time.
6: Thank you. Thank you. you.
4: After we got off the train, Bob's right-hand person, Nicole, was actually waiting for us, and we got a chance to ask her a few questions about traveling with the tour. Okay, now we're here with Nicole Ravelli. Um, Bob introduced her a little bit ago, um, and she will be actually traveling with this tour and going to every city it stops at around the country. So, Nicole, what
7: what inspired you to join this tour? Well, you know. It came up about a year ago that we were going to do this really big adventure and travel a train across the country, and I thought, what better way to see the country than to do it with Disney, and to go out there and get to see all these families' faces is to get a free family experience. That's really a
4: nice inspiration. What's the one thing you look forward to the most with every stop you,
7: you get to? I think just meeting all the different kinds of people, you know, and getting out there and seeing their faces and just hearing how they love the experience i mean i know just from doing this opening weekend here in la getting to see the kids just something as simple as play in the snow and listen to the carolers is is fun it's great
4: that was my next question you know how do you feel being able to bring christmas to everyone around the country all throughout the summer up until the
7: holidays? season yeah, christmas early for 40 stops for five months so there's kind of nothing like seeing snow i think in texas in july so i'm definitely looking forward to that
3: for opening weekend this is a really, really big crowd. Is this what you expected? Is this better than you expected?
7: We definitely expected big crowds. Um, might be a little bit more than we expected, but we definitely expected big crowds. And, you know, the great part is, as we kind of go up and down the lines. They just, they're having fun in line, you know. And that's thats the part that's good, is that we're entertaining them as soon as they get here.
4: Now, what all um, types of entertainment are available? I noticed we had bell ringers.
7: We yeah. definitely have bell ringers. We have carolers. We have the snow going. Here in L.A., we have jugglers. You know, so it's just sort of as soon as you get in line, not to mention the activity sheets and the tattoos we're handing out. So before you even get to the train, which is phenomenal, when you see the train driven by Amtrak, and then, of course, we have the HP TouchSmart technology in there. Before you get to that, we're still entertaining you online.
5: What, what has been the most popular thing that you, the guests have said uh, going through it, saying that they like the most?
7: I think one of the most popular things is probably face morphing, where you get to get your picture taken and then morphed into one of the characters from the movie, and that's on our HP TouchSmart PCs. That They love that. You know, I mean, it's great. They end up getting to retrieve a photo um afterwards on their home computers on uh, walmartphoto.com and then also i think the the preview the sneak peek the behind the scenes you know getting to see that before the movie releases it's six months away and getting to see that that early i think they like
3: talking about the movie preview that theater is amazing it's like being in a real theater but it's basically a bounce house how long does it take to set that up
7: well, you know, really, to blow it up, it's about thirty minutes to an hour, okay. if you can believe that. Yeah. Now, the setup inside takes a little bit longer, but it's, you know, it is. It's a blow-up inflatable theater that we're traveling with to all forty cities. So it's great. You know, it was a challenge to get that that perfect theater experience with Disney. We want the quality to be great, um, and I think it turned out good.
3: I think so too. I think you guys should be proud of how well. Hey I'd rather know. see movies in there than <laughs> than at my at my local theater.
7: Oh, well, that's the best reaction we could have asked for. That's great.
3: When the train moves, how long, when it gets there, I'm asking all the logistics questions, yeah. when the train goes to the next city, how is it ready to go or is there just a, a yeah. few th- a couple hours or does it get there days before and then you have to set everything up? How does that work?
7: Well, we have um, a tour bus uh, which travels our staff and that kind of precedes the train and then we have a couple trucks that kind of travel all the extra stuff. So we set up before the train pulls in and usually the train is in there the day before. So it pulls in, and, and we're ready to go for the crowds at 9 a.m. So we're 9 to 9 on most days. We do one-day stops midweek, and then on the weekends we have, of course, three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
5: And what is like, the best time to come? If you think, like, what you've seen so far, do you have recommendation on a good time to show up? Early. I would
7: definitely say early. Um, this crowd started lining up at 7.30 this morning, and we opened at 9. So absolutely early, and then later in the evening, too. But, again, you know, we're entertaining in the crowd, so it seems, seems to be working.
4: So he said you were hiring um, staff from other cities. That's a little different than they've done with previous experiences. Yeah. Like Disney Store volunteers and such.
7: Yeah. Well, actually, we are traveling with a crew of eight, but eight people can't run an experience like this. This is a full eight. But eight people can't run an experience like this. This is a full Disneyland attraction. Um, And so in each town, we are hiring locally, which is fantastic, and we've kind of already started to do that. So it's about 60 people that we hire in each town, approximately. For all our listeners who might be interested in trying to hire on with uh, Disney and some of the other cities, how, what should they do? Uh, we are going through local agencies. So okay. um, you know, for more information about the tour in general, they should go to ChristmasCarolTrainTour.com. Okay. That's Absolutely. perfect, and then and then they can be guided from there. Maybe, yeah.
4: Okay, great. Because I know we have a lot of um, a lot of folks who are going to be coming to see this as it stops by their towns, and I think certainly to be a part of the magic, that's something that this community has a lot of is people who want to be part of the magic and to, you know help some way and just a little to make it
7: so real for them. So, so that'd be great. And then we also have um, Disney Store employees that we're asking to come and help us too, so we get that full Disney experience.
3: Go you ahead. called it a full Disneyland attraction. Yeah. So, how closely did you guys work with the Imagineers, or is this a movie studio thing, or is it everybody together it's working together?
7: It's definitely a movie studio thing, um, but for you know the general public when they get here, it feels like a Disneyland attraction. Uh-huh. Definitely feels like it. But this is a, a movie studio um, promotion that we're getting out there, but. As you guys know from walking through it, it's an attraction. It uh, is always an yeah, attraction. it's yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, now, do you guys have, like, a museum curator from the Dickens Museum on, on staff with you guys when you travel to take, make sure the exhibits are properly
7: taken care of? Absolutely. He's not on staff with us. He has um, given us all of the experience that we need to take care of them. He was with us um, up until a few days ago, actually. Um, so he brought them over straight from London. Um, and we're so happy to have them because I, I don't know if you guys got enough time to take a look at them. But, you know, the original edition of Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, his letters that he's written, his original cool pen, you know, stuff that's just phenomenal that... People all across the country are going to get to see, and you can't see unless you go to just London. To see that is worth yeah. To
3: One thing I know is what the the attraction was that you have the Dickens stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's the historical aspect. There's the fun, morphine of faces and preview of the movie, and then there's also the how they made the actual movie. Did yeah. you go in when you were planning this? Okay, hey, we want to have a little bit of each part, or yeah. did it just kind of come together?
7: We try to kind of get a well-rounded experience for everyone. Of course, you know the first thing is is to make it fun. Um, and also to sort of give everyone a behind-the-scenes look at the making of the movie. This is a totally different type of film. It's performance capture, and a lot of people aren't familiar with it yet, and they certainly aren't familiar with it in this stage. It's very advanced at this point. And so we wanted them to understand how it was made, but really walk out feeling like they had a great time doing it.
4: Thank you yeah. so much, Nicole, for everything. Thank you. So we've just attended the Christmas Carol train tour. Now, did you guys have any preconceived notions of what we were going to see
5: beforehand? No, I just knew that we were going to go see a train and we were going to go see some movie artifacts, but I didn't realize we were going to see, like, actual Dickens books. I thought that was super cool.
3: Yeah, I thought it was going to be basically a commercial for the movie, and you'd maybe do some cool, like, video game and see a clip from the movie, but it had way more stuff than I expected.
4: Frankly, I thought this was going to be a live-action movie when we came into it, and it wasn't.
5: Yeah, no, I, I didn't realize it was a computer-generated movie.
3: And the tour shows you a lot about how they made the movie and how you actually get to see some of the tools that they use to make it motion cap. Does that what, try to sound a Hollywood?
4: <laughs> actually, the uh, term is performance capture. And you guys have seen this um, before in such movies as Polar Express. The best example of how that field has grown would be Davy Jones from Pirates 3. They use the same techniques there.
3: Okay, so in terms of the tour, what did we all think?
5: Oh, I thought it was very cool. I thought it was just neat to go through, and I like to be able to make my face into Scrooge. I thought that was neat, and just the actual artifacts. For me personally, I thought were neat to see because you can't really see those anywhere else but in a museum.
3: You know, my face already looked like Scrooge, so the computer didn't have to do anything <laughs> to it. Or, so
5: Well, I thought it was cool to see. I definitely uh, liked seeing all the artifacts. I definitely think it was worth the trip down here, and I, I would definitely. It's definitely worth seeing if it's coming by your town.
3: Yeah, especially if you are into the movies or you're into Dickens. It's cool because they have all three different aspects. They have the the technology of the movie, they have things about Dickens, and then they just have things about the story. So I really like how they had a bunch of different parts, and it wasn't like a themed attraction.
4: One of the things when we first got here um, that I thought was really important was that we got here early, and when we finished our experience and left... The lines were well over three hours. This is going to be a really, really popular tour. I think it's the whole Christmas and summer thing. It's free. It's free. That's the biggest thing. And it's a family thing. Although I think I've got a couple notes about families that I think should bear a little warning. When you finish the tour through the train, you go into... A wonderful little portable building. It's really cool. The movie theater bounce house, like Tony. Yes, says. it's the
3: movie theater bounce house that is copyrighted. Nobody can take it.
4: <laughs> and they give you your 3D glasses, and you get to really watch some a little bit about how the movie's made, and then two or three scenes. Well, just as a fair warning for parents of small children, one of the scenes they chose is Scrooge's visit from Marley. That can be a scary scene in any version of A Christmas Carol that you watch. But, wow. I was not prepared for the surround sound intensity of that. Zoe was really happy she was in my lap and was hiding her eyes. So I would not recommend actually catching that if you have a small child or sit in the back where
5: you can exit. I honestly wouldn't take a small child to this. What do you think, Tony? Like 10 or
3: above or your child's a little bit younger? Well, my son kind of has to go. Part of the gig But um, He liked it Yeah I would think Because of the lines That you're going to have to wait in And the information That they show with Dickens I don't think he really appreciated The Dickens stuff Other than me explaining it to him He liked the movie He liked the technology stuff So I would agree That maybe About ten It's really really cool We loved it It was awesome but if you have a big family and small kids, I don't necessarily think they'll get the bang for the buck that you're expecting. But if you're in the middle of the country and this is your chance to see some Disney stuff and have an attraction, I, I can see sucking it up and doing it, though.
5: Well, and, you know, the part where we make ourselves at Scrooges, I forget what that was called. Um, oh, the morphing station. Yeah, yeah that, morphing. that you have to be at least 13 to do. So they do have age requirements and certain things on this. So, again, it's, it's, it's more catered and more appreciated by adults, I think.
3: You know what? One thing we haven't talked about is how long the actual, from once you get into the train to get off the train is. Because if I'm listening to this right now, I'm thinking, oh, I'm on this train for an hour. That's actually not true. So let's let everybody I would say know. Fifteen. 15 minutes. minutes at
5: the most yeah I and mean, that was that was going slow through the event that's so. true 15 minutes so if you're going through this your, the wait is a lot longer than the event
4: now you can kind of take as much time as you really want to sit and listen to the screens and stuff and if, actually when you're going through this I guess my tidbit would be to stop and watch the video monitors and let people go behind you if they're not interested you know take a little time out to read the things in the cases and then also when you get to the first computer activity room there'll be people there guiding you as to the next open morphing st- computer station. If you're not interested in that, then I would say, you know, go ahead and bypass it. Uh,
5: you waited an hour to three hours. No, go ahead and do it. <laughs> I even did myself as uh, scrooge.
3: Yeah, I have to agree. If you're going to wait <laughs> that long of a line... so yeah. Now, it could be that it's a long line because it is Los Angeles, and it is Memorial Day weekend, so maybe if you go somewhere where it starts snowing, that might help you out or not, or I don't know, but we just... We're just letting you know about the lines. We thought it was an awesome event, but you will be waiting in a line for a long time if you aren't early.
4: Now... in your local area, depending on the size of your train station, if you have a bigger train station, what they're going to do is they're going to park it on one set or on one set of tracks because that train's going to be sitting there for a few days. So when you get to your train station, especially if you live in some of the bigger cities like New York, where Grand Central has a lot of rail lines, make sure you look for the signage that's going to be posted. Some of the smaller cities, it won't be so bad, but I think that that's really important timing. So if you're going to get to the train station, allow yourself some time to find the track.
3: And we're Talk about getting here really early. If you did want to come with your whole family and you live a few hundred miles away in the interviews they talked about. You could make a day of it, and then it's maybe worth waiting the long time it might be for a a line because you're taking a train, it's like a whole day trip. So that's just one thing to consider. Heck,
4: I'd say even, you know, starting with Tony's idea of making a day trip of it, heck, make a Disney out of it, guys. I mean, you guys are all over the country. Some of you guys have meets in Indianapolis. Why not? The schedule of stops is right there on the website, so get to know your fellow Dizzers. Have an event. A lot of folks are actually stopping in the last cart to get their kind of magic moment. The last car is basically Fred's house interior. Fred's living room, Fred's dining room. There's a fireplace and a it table smells full of food. Yummy! What was that smell? So it it smelled gingerbread. Like it's gingerbread. It's only like gingerbread. Bread? Oh, but um, what they were doing was the cast members were saying that a lot of folks are actually stopping in that room and taking their picture in front of the fireplace. And actually, the end of the car has graphic screens where it looks like it's snowing outside in, in Dickinsonian England, and are taking their picture. in in front or behind the dining room table, you get this really cool picture. And we'll put the picture we took of us um, up on the website so you can see what it looked like.
5: So, guys, enjoy your Christmas Carol train tour. Have a good time. And don't wait in too long of a line. Get early.
3: Yeah. Come early and you'll enjoy it.
5: Thanks, guys. Signing off. Bye. Bye.
0: Well, thank you very much, guys. That was a very informative uh, uh, segment. Uh, sounds really interesting. And a reminder... That uh, the schedule for a Christmas Carol train tour, uh, June 19th through the 21st in Sacramento, June 26th through the 28th in San Francisco, July 1st in Portland, July 3rd through the 5th in Seattle, July 7th in Spokane. There are several stops uh, throughout the rest of the year. It goes all over the country.
2: Aren't they going the opposite way of Grand Central Station? Mm
0: -hmm. They're kind of going (laughs) roundabout, yeah. Um, Does it come uh, here? It uh it goes to Miami and it goes to Jacksonville. Interesting that they wouldn't bring it <gasps> to really Orlando. Um
8: we're gonna have to come right through here.
0: But Miami on the sixteenth, October sixteenth through the eighteenth, Jacksonville on the twentieth, and then it goes to Charleston, Philadelphia, New York. Uh so uh again, Christmas Carol dot com. Uh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes page. I wanna thank uh, Bob Galt. For taking the time to uh, do that interview. That was great.
8: Gary Oldman
0: is Tiny Tim. I know, Gary Oldman is Tiny Tim. It's
8: really creeping me out. It is. The thought of it, it just. I like just off. keep seeing his
0: face Unlike this little kid. It's, <laughs> it's really creepy. It <laughs> is like a Photoshop
9: nightmare. Yeah. It really is.
0: <laughs> um, all right, next up, uh, Tony and Nancy decided to do a review of the uh, Jungle Cruise remote control boats at the Disneyland Hotel.
4: Hey, it's Nancy and Tony, and we're sitting here at the Disneyland Hotel. It's about 80 degrees
3: here, bright, sunny. The uh, temperature that was for you, Pete, it is 80 degrees. However, no humidity here in beautiful Southern California. So to uh, give one little shout out to the Southern California weather over Orlando. It's
4: just an all-around gorgeous day. So as you know, gorgeous days at the beginning of spring break. That equals travel in the parks. We are looking at an empty lawn area here, a few families, you know, just hanging out. Out and walking around the hotel, but not really a ton of guests, so it's really very relaxing. We have just taken a party of five children down to play at the Remote Safari Adventure Jungle Boats. Now, these are located right next to the Lost Bar in Hooks Point and Wine Cellar and Croc's Bits and Bites right in the back center of the hotel behind the pool.
0: Is Nancy banging her head into the <laughs> microphone? just <laughs> talking. <laughs>
4: They are standard, remote-controlled, drive-it boat with a Jungle Cruise twist. And it's very similar to Buona Bob's in the Magic Kingdom. Have you ever played with those, Tony?
3: No, I haven't, but on my next trip, I guess I will now.
4: Yeah, Buona Bob's is located there for, uh, for folks who have never played with those, right to the left of the Jungle Cruise entrance. Okay. When we walked up to the, to the Jungle Cruise area here there is a token box where you put your cash in. You can go see an attendant um, in probably one of the shops or at at the Lost bar to get cash if you need it. It takes uh, $2 for one token. If you have a $5 bill, that's the special for boat trips for $5, and the super special is listed as 10 boat trips for $10. So, what did you think, Tony? What's our cost on this?
3: Okay, because I'm the cost guy, thanks to my wife. It's about a dollar a minute for two bucks, you get about two and a half to three minutes. So, price wise, that's up to you. However, for those adults with kids, it's right behind the Lost Bar, which is an outside bar. So, if you want to go there, you could be drinking your nice beverage of choice while your son or daughter is playing with the boats. Just a suggestion.
4: I would say you have to be around four...
0: Here's a hundred (laughs) dollars, Johnny. Go play with the boats while mommy mommy bangs back Cosmos. See you in four hours.
4: Five to really get the gist on how to drive the boats, would you say? Yeah,
3: I agree. It's It's not the easiest thing to do. It's
4: it's a a large wheel, and then it's got a uh, forward and reverse control on the uh, token box. So after much experimenting, we figured out that because there's wheels all around the uh, pond, if you go to the top tier right next to the bar, the vantage points on driving the boats is much, much better. Because you're also about another two feet elevated, it gives you a better viewpoint of the caverns, the waterfall, and docking the boats in the uh, the boat dock area.
3: So what kind of cool effects do we see, Tony, with the boats? Well, I heard that the Magic Kingdom boat thing at uh, Jungle Cruise had a cool <laughs> volcano and this was a little disappointing and then out of the blue there was a pier on fire and this savior elephant with a trunk full of water got rid of the fire so you know what no volcano but a uh, fire ending trunked elephant was pretty cool so there's a cool effect.
4: Op- yeah it was. There's a waterfall you can drive behind, a cave you can drive through, uh, you can practice docking your
3: boats, of course you can ram other boats. And don't forget the cool effect of there being a bar right behind it you might be able to see some exciting
1: things over
3: there so that's it from the disneyland hotel safari adventure jungle cruise boat. are they dragging the microphone along the ground
2: it sounds like a windy day it sounds
0: very windy yeah they might need to do
3: these indoors thriving experience
4: i think uh we're gonna go have ourselves a piece of adventure that lost bar right behind us so
3: that sounds like a good idea the lost bar to me too
4: yep so we will see y'all later bye bye
0: well, thank you, Nancy and uh, Tony, for that.
2: They had five children with them. <laughs> the the I'm still trying to picture where that is. I know where that
0: y- y- um, you know where the Lost Bar is. Mm-hmm. It's literally right. Yeah. Okay. If you, you know if you um, you know where Captain Hooks is, the restaurant, mm-hmm. and The Lost Bar is here. Okay. Um, if you just come around, just keep walking straight uh, to your left, right in front of the Lost Bar. There's like the little there's a lagoon there. And hmm. uh, they've got the boats and the—they're
2: adorable little boats. Yeah,
0: they really are. It's, it's really cool looking. I've checked that out. I'm surprised you missed that.
2: I did. I didn't realize you could see the backside of water there too, with the yes, boat can hand anyway.
0: <laughs> so, all right. Next up, uh, Nancy and Wendy uh, went to Olvera Street, which is apparently a very popular spot in Los Angeles for locals, and uh, filed this report.
4: This final segment kind of rounded out my family's day at Union Station. After doing the Christmas Carol train tour and sitting down with Wendy, we decided it was time to eat and what better place to do than walk across the street. Olvera Street is a national historical district in the city of Los Angeles. It's actually the site of the original city of Los Angeles. So we decided to walk over and give you guys a little bit of a a feel and a taste for the district. Hey, this is Nancy. So while we were down at Union Station, we decided to come across the street to Oliveira Street. Oliveira Street is chock full of history, besides having some of the best Mexican restaurants in town. It's really the heart of the city of Los Angeles. The first Spanish mission can be found here, as well as several historic buildings. This area is one of our few historic preservation areas in Los Angeles. We're in a plaza full of lots of live music. There's a beautiful fountain and water gardens and just really nice cultural gathering places. Now, if you're the adventuresome type, one of the things you can also do is you can catch a Starline tour of Hollywood and downtown Los Angeles. They have uh, tour buses that actually meet on the other side of the bandstand. You can also come here to buy little Mexican import knickknacks and just soak in some true Los Angelino culture. One of the sights to see on Oliveira Street is the Avila Adobe. This is the oldest existing house in Los Angeles. So it was built about 1818 by Don Francisco Avila. It's a really nice little museum. Um, you actually enter through the side, It's open Monday through Sunday from 9 to 4, and it is free admission, so it's a really nice little side venture if you're coming out of Union Station. And it is a beautiful little residence. One of the features of this house is that the house is built around a courtyard, and in the courtyard are cactus and all kinds of native Californian plants. The rooms are decorated, obviously, with period furnishings. And the veranda and the outdoor cochina or kitchen is just a beautiful area and would still be considered a beautiful area in today's home. There's a lot of really great historic information in the house, as well as some documentation on the history of the early Californians. One thing I'd really like to add is that the Via, Via Adobe is completely wheelchair accessible. When they rebuilt the house after the earthquake, they added a lot of features. There's a ramp that goes alongside of the house, takes you into the heart of the outdoor living space, the courtyard. And from there, there's a ramp up into the house. So it's really great accessibility for those of you with strollers and wheelchairs. This is definitely a nice quick stop-in if you're just wandering Oliveira Street. We took a break and ate at a little restaurant called La Luz de la Dia, um, the light of the day. And it's a wonderful little walk-up counter service. Now, most of the sit-downs on Oliveira had lines extending way out the door, and it looked like pretty large weights for their tables. But this is a little counter service place right on the corner. Now, my husband looked up a review for it online, and they said it was not to be missed because they make all their tortillas from hand which is something that's you just don't find as much around here. And, oh, my goodness, they were good. We walked in, and from the counter you can see the women working with the dough from the stone table. It was really a sight to behold, and it really had great authentic flavors. We had a picadillo taco, which is basically a beef stew. It was good. And a green chicken tostada, which... The green was not too spicy, it was a good solid tomatillo sauce, and the um, fried tortilla remained crisp despite the abundance of liquid from the green chicken. We also had a carnitas taco, which the reviewers seemed to rave about, but in all honesty, it was a little too dry. The salsa was wonderful, lots of flavor, a bit of a kick, and it went really well with the carnitas tacos. But I think our favorites all in all were the green chicken and the, and the picadillo. We also got a really wonderful warm chocolate drink that as it cooled down, it became really thick, almost like a custard called a chopperado. A and that was a nice treat served warm, but not too warm. All in all, we were extremely pleased. They bought extra tortillas for the girls to eat because they just love them. So that's definitely a really nice stop if you want a a fairly quick counter service here on Oliveira. Well, as we leave Oliveira Street... We can definitely say we had a great time. There's some wonderful food, some fun shopping, and just a lot of atmosphere to really be enjoyed here. I think it's a great stop if you're taking the train from Anaheim on up to Universal. You have to change trains anyway and get off. So you may as well enjoy a bit of the day and see a little bit of uh, historic Los Angeles.
0: Well, it's a great tip, um, especially taking the train from Anaheim uh, up to Universal, I think, uh, you got to change trains there anyway why not especially on the way home from universal and universal's tending to close pretty early um yeah. these days so you know think you know stop off for a bite to eat and check it out sounds uh sounds yeah. good it
1: does.
9: now i'm hungry
0: yeah right <laughs> every time every time somebody does a uh, yeah. a dining review all right next up wendy bell Talks about the Pacific Wharf Cafe at uh, California Adventure. This is one of my favorite uh, favorite stops in that park.
5: Hi, everyone. This is Wendy Bell, your Disneyland Correspondence here. And today I thought I'd review the Pacific Wharf Cafe located in California Adventure. The reason why I feel this is very important to review is because it has Boudin Bakery Bread. This oh. is an icon in California. There's only a few restaurants, and they serve the most amazing, amazing sourdough bread. Uh, so it's definitely worth to see when you're here in California Adventure. It is a counter service as well, so it's definitely cost-efficient. To start off, they actually have sandwiches. You have a choice of turkey sandwiches or roast beef sandwiches. They run $7.99, but I really recommend trying a Bodine Bakery Bread Bowl with super salad in it. For soups, they have clam chowder, broccoli and cheese, corn chowder, and chili. they all all the same price at $8.99. And I really like the the clam chowder. It's full of clams, and it has potatoes, celery, onion, and peppers in it. So I definitely recommend, out of all the choices, the clam chowder. And then for the salads, the Chinese chicken salad is my favorite, but they also have the Sonoma chicken and apple salad and a shrimp Louie salad. The Chinese chicken salad and the Sonoma chicken is $8.99, and the San Francisco shrimp Louie is $9.99. And the only thing I would tell you um, up front on both the salads and the soups, it's about a cup of soup and a cup of salad. That's more bread than anything. But again, I love the bread, so that's why I'm there. Kid menus, they have a children's turkey wrap and a kid's power pack. We had two six-year-olds that day with us. Um, nobody wanted the turkey wrap. However, um, one of the children did get the power pack. Not really sure how this is powerful, but it had string cheese, yogurt, apples, little fish crackers and then they got a choice of milk chocolate milk juice or water for $5.99 the turkey wrap as well was $5.99 for toddlers they have a macaroni and cheese with the with a milk and that was $3.99 one of the three olds did get the $3.99 toddler meal however she did question the size of it so I really do think it's for toddlers Um, I don't know why they don't serve it for kids as well but it would have been the best choice I think for all of them but instead that's what they had choice of um, Another options you, also well here, you can buy baked bread. You can buy sourdough loaves, uh, Mickey-shaped bread. So you can actually take some home with you as well and let everyone know you came to California and had sourdough Bodine Bakery bread. Behind the Cafe Wharf, they actually do offer a tour of how they make their bread. So definitely check that out. It's worth seeing and seeing how bread is made. So anyways, have a good time.
0: Well, thank you for that uh Wendy that is one of my favorite uh, We always come to eat.
8: home with our bread
0: Yeah the bread's really really good
8: The broccoli cheese soup was pretty good too It all sounds good
2: When we were there it was packed I mean mm-hmm. the line was out the door And we were so hungry that we did not want to wait in that line yeah. We did the bread tour Yeah. I don't really understand the toddler meal Macaroni and cheese and milk That's not nutritional at all I would not feed my kid that That
8: power pack sounded good though Yeah That's that really I would feed idea. that to
2: my toddler Just I
0: don't know
2: Cut up some of the apples and stuff, but I didn't like that. Odd.
0: Give the kid beer. <laughs> 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 now, Teresa, you're uh, you're going out with us uh, next week.
8: Am I? I oh, am yeah. okay. Uh,
0: well, you don't want to go. <laughs> no, I want to go. I'm Somebody ready. else will go. So, Kat, you'll go in your place. <laughs> I'm ready. You haven't been there in very long.
8: About twenty five years. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, anything in particular you're looking forward to?
8: I, everything. I just oh, no come see. on. Don't
0: take the easy way out. Narrow it down, woman.
8: Okay. It's a small world. I want to ride that and see how it, I want to see the things that they have that we have that, and the differences. Y'all, I've heard y'all talk about the differences and I just want to experience it for myself. Yeah. I'll be interested to see. I remember like, it. I was an adult at the time. I don't remember a whole lot about it. I don't know. I think I'd been out drinking the night before.
0: <laughs> so you'd only been there for one day.
8: One day at Disneyland. Yeah. I remember a ride where we got wet. I remember it's a small <laughs> <one old. laughs> I remember well, we were there from opening. to. I mean, it was an all-day thing. I think thing. she's talking about Splash Mountain,
2: maybe.
0: 25 years no. ago, no.
8: Oh, no, no. To me, it seemed like a log ride, and the guy I was with was sitting right behind me. It was like single-seat things. I don't know what it was.
0: No, 25 years ago was definitely but not. But
8: that sounds like Splash Mountain.
0: It does. Because yeah, their, but Splash their Mountain. log
2: has... One in front of the other Splash Mountain was mid-90s Yeah, but
0: it's
8: just
0: Early 90s Well, this was
8: um, 83
0: Uh, No, definitely not Definitely not Because I know Splash Mountain was Michael Eisner And he didn't take over Maybe it
2: was Ghetto Splash Mountain Before they built Splash Mountain (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he
0: didn't take me Maybe it wasn't No, was it uh, Might have been Matterhorn Doesn't the water splash up on you in the Matterhorn?
8: I don't know, Corey I know we come down No I don't know Was it like a roller coaster? Kind of, yeah
0: it would be matter. which probably the yeah. Matterhorn. I think there's one point at the Matterhorn where you you don't actually go through water, but water like splashes. Up. I don't know. I've never been on the Matterhorn. Believe it or not.
8: No, I I do that. I don't like roller coasters, but I'll do the Matterhorn. And doesn't there? It's a small world. Goes outside. Every yeah, it has. A, yeah, the beginning
0: yeah. of it is outside. Yeah. So
8: I'm looking forward to all of it, and I'm looking forward to having Max see it all, and see what he thinks.
0: Yeah, Max, what are you looking forward to? There's a mic there. He's like crap. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on? Oh, it's on. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it works. Can you hear me? To <laughs> see <laughs> the stuff that we don't have there. What Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? I yes, love that. I know. I really like that a lot. It's
2: just such a fun ride.
1: Walter's obsessed with Mr.
0: Toad. Right?
1: Well, I, I, I heard I'm about so glad it. Glad you rode caught it my before. fever. I like it a lot. I definitely want to ride that while we're there. Is it
8: wild or is it something? It other? is. It's, it's so cute. cute. Is it scary? It's a so wild
1: no. ride. No, no, it's cute. <laughs> it's it's, okay. Cute. it's oh, cute. Okay, very okay. cute. Max, make sure you do Space
9: Mountain here first, and then go try it over there.
0: Well, you can't do it here. Well, oh no, so yeah. It's closed. 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 Did He's, you do
9: it over here yet? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay, good.
8: Yeah. And what's what's the boat ride that takes you back? And they've got like the little miniature buildings.
0: Fairy Tale Land. No, thing. it's
2: called
8: Story
0: Storybook ride. Storybook. a
8: chance, do that.
2: That was very good.
0: Except it's just. It's a little unnerving when you're heavy because the boats aren't on rails. Mm -hmm. And they cram those boats. And they cram those boats with people. And they don't
2: make sure that, like, you know, you balance it out.
0: No, well, yeah, and then they they tell you at the end, everybody has to stand up at the same time.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Yes, that's what they say.
0: Do they give you, like, a
8: life vest or no?
2: No, no,
0: no, no, No. it's about two feet of water. Yeah. (laughs) She's afraid she's going down.
8: (laughs) I'm going,
1: but I can't swim. It looks really, really hokey. But it's
0: done so well. It really yeah. is. It really is. But it's got to be done during the day because at night it loses something. At night we
1: couldn't see that much. Yeah. yeah, it loses something at night. Now,
8: is it going to be, when I walk down Main Street, is it going to be noticeably smaller
1: mm-hmm. than yeah. here? Yeah.
8: Well, it
9: was, well,
2: if you're looking live, towards yeah. the
8: castle, yes. Yeah. I think okay. it's homier, though. To me, me too.
9: Intimate, maybe. Yeah. The I feel favorite. like it's a much part. Yeah.
2: So that's they also fun. have New Orleans Square, so that really you know holds a special plate in our heart, right? Place, plate, plate. plate. You hungry?
0: <laughs> <was under> plate. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans Square is something, and their Pirates of the Caribbean is different than ours. Yeah. oh, that's what I heard. Yeah. It's much longer. It's much better. Yeah. So it is too. better. Much, much better.
8: Yeah, you'll be comparing it to ours while you're on it. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think theirs is s- far superior to ours. Mm-hmm. Wow.
8: And the food um, is good. We're going to have a good time. Um, I don't remember the food being I, I anything truth. to write
0: home about. No. really and truly, um, the food that we had in the uh, Disneyland Park uh, was really substandard really? Um, and pricey and way overpriced.
8: That's what you'd said. It was more expensive.
0: and uh, it was expensive. You know, it just the service wasn't there at all. Uh, the quality of food wasn't there at all. Um, it really, we have it in, in terms of food. And price point of food. Walt Disney World has it all over Disneyland. I'm yeah. sorry. We found just, ourselves no. eating uh, counter
9: service during the day and then making sure our nice meal was either at downtown Disney or one of the resorts. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah you're much li- more likely to get a better meal. Wow. Much more likely to get a better
8: meal. Well, I know we'll have a good time going with you. You'll show me around.
0: Oh, oh. yeah. yeah. Also,
9: well, everything's in walking distance, which is great. Yeah. You know, California Adventure is right across from Disneyland, and downtown Disney is in the middle. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's, so, yeah. it's all different. Right yeah, it t- t- oh yeah, no. To
1: walk, walk, you can walk everywhere. to
0: everything. There's no, no bus
8: ride to. No, no just, it's so much nicer.
0: You just walk. Now we're staying off site uh, this time. Could not get rooms on property for the full length of time that we were going to be there. And I really do want to check out what it's like to stay off site. What's you know? I've always stayed on site. I think only once I've stayed off site.
2: When we stayed at the Sheridan, Sheridan, Sheridan.
0: Park, this time we're at the Sheridan Anaheim and uh you oh, know we've
8: stayed there. It's real nice.
0: Want to see want to see how it stacks up. Uh we got a great rate uh on the room. So we're going to see how that stacks up. That's part of our part of the mission on this trip is to do an off-property experience this time and see, you know, with a family of 5, this 5 of us going out, you know, what kind of ex- you know, how do we how do we really try and save on some of those those uh those expensive meals because I know that when Walter and I've gone by ourselves i mean my lord the food bill alone just so and not eating really anything spectacular no wow so but, we're not feeding
8: max no max does not eat.
0: <laughs> max does not eat. we'll bring we we'll get him bag m&ms m&ms <laughs> the toddler meal <laughs> around what's that max i can live off m&ms get <laughs> um, a bread bowl from that little
8: bread place every
2: time my about. only warning to you Teresa, is if you are at all claustrophobic please just Think about that before you go on the Nemo submarine ride.
0: We didn't do that yeah. yet. Yeah, my, I could not put my mother on that.
8: There's a submarine ride.
0: I would like to. Um, I would like to do it, it would, it's I awesome. haven't done it yet. Are you
8: in your own little submersible? No, or? no it's a you big know, one. You There's and 20, a lot of people. Best yeah. friends.
1: Now, your we used to have friends. something like that here eons ago, didn't we?
0: Yeah, but it was yeah that was Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, right. which is what they had. And I both have been it. closed. you yeah. should call it the SSBO because
1: oh, <laughs> when people yes. smell
0: in that oh, thing. You can.
2: I just got. I remember saying this before, but. I don't know if it had to do with being pregnant but I don't really like small spaces and I knew that we were underwater and I'm thinking okay if something happens I'm like how do I get out of here I'm like totally worried about me Corey the baby and I just at one point I just I just kept looking at the ground I couldn't even I was like just it'll be over soon it'll be over oh, soon are you
1: underwater you're
9: not complete I mean you're underwater you are underwater the window's underwater and then yeah. going
2: into the cave that really kind of freaked okay. me out
1: don't get ahead w- w- in the bathtub that's about how deep you are
2: <laughs> it's okay. worth doing I don't do that either <laughs>
1: It looks like it would be nice. We just didn't get around to it last time. I'll wave at you.
2: And it's ridiculous wait normally if you don't get there. Early. That's
0: why we didn't do it. The, the line wrapped around forever. So now, um, uh, my, my mom is coming with us, and uh, I decided that rather than uh, pay the prices Disney charges for a scooter for her in the parks and an ECV, um, we we've rented one from a, a local company. Uh, it was really good. I think it was $175 for the week.
1: well wow. oh, That's not bad. Um, it's good
0: to rent. It's for eight days. Uh, they'll, it's going to be waiting at Bell Services when we get there. It collapses so that it can go into the trunk of a car. Uh, because we Has are renting driven a car. one of these before? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I wonder that a <laughs> Madeline going wild.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I don't see it, but, well. oh no, she's, she's really cautious. Okay, she's good. really, really cautious. Uh, you know, it is it does get a little I, I do worry about the uh the crowds in the the park for her with that. But you know what, it's the only way she can get around the park. She she can't, you know, she's seventy eight years old, she really can't. But as walk.
2: nice as considerate she as she is, she'll be lagging behind because she'll mm-hmm. be letting everyone go in front of her.
0: Well, I think when it's time, you know, at the end of the night when it's time, out? she'll be like, Okay, out of my way. Mm-hmm. Uh but um, we are gonna be, we have a fantastic dessert party set up. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I would like that. We're doing a fantastic dessert well, party. Well, everything
1: there is really nice. I think you're, you're, just the whole trip is going to be wonderful.
0: We have uh, VIP tours at Universal uh, Hollywood. Now so that you're wow. going to die Yay. for. That is incredible.
1: Before then,
8: it was like the tar. All right,
0: three, two, one. So, yeah, we've got a lot planned. we got a lot planned for I'm our, excited. our little getaway.
9: I'm excited. Getaway. And you'll be there for the, the summer night-tastic,
0: too, where yeah, you can see I, Dumbo flying. Mm-hmm.
8: Oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah,
0: I saw that, too. Which, uh, you know, I, I've heard from some people that saw the soft, the soft opening of of that, and they weren't that impressed. They weren't that impressed with the new fireworks. Yeah. Um, that uh, They wanted to go back to the old ones, but we'll see.
9: And Phantasmic's going to be enhanced.
0: Also. I've never
8: seen Phantasmic here or there anywhere.
0: So. Well, you know, seeing Fantasmic <laughs> there, um their Fantasmic does is better than ours. There's no question about it. theirs is actually done on the rivers of America. Um you know, we they built an amphitheater at Hollywood Studios specifically for right. Fantasmic. So they have seating and stuff. Um it's out there. It's a little bit different that you know, you just grab a seat on the ground. Uh, oh, really? yeah. yeah. Basically. The only it's not place a very they have, big area either. and it, it really isn't, and it gets packed. That's yeah. why I wanted to do. I like doing the dessert party because the dessert party is limited to a certain number of people, and you have, uh, uh, you a, know, seats a spot. and spot,
8: roped off spot. Yeah. Oh, good.
9: And you have chairs. Oh, good. And after Phantasmic is over, there's a flood of people
0: trying to leave the park too.
8: Oh, it's like Epcot after their little light thing on the water.
0: Yeah, well, only way smaller.
8: Yeah, Everybody's <laughs> running for
0: that. Yeah, that's why you know, you, especially for the dessert party, you kind of hang out there and kind of let the crowd go by you. Go now, have do you done on this before? before? Oh yeah, we did this back in February. Oh yeah.
8: Now you've always said Disney desserts are pretty, but not. They edible. did a nice job.
0: I, actually no, the desserts those were, were quite tasty, good. Yeah, yeah, what? the desserts were quite good. They they um they give They're them pre-packaged. to you. They're pre packaged. There's actually like a uh, uh, uh you know, a, a pre packaged thing of desserts they give you. And then they ask you if you want coffee or soda or water or tea, and there's somebody there to get that for you. Cool. Um, so Did it's you nice. blog
9: about it or put a photo on the blog or Facebook or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah there's a there's a blog up somewhere okay. from February about that. So, all right, our next uh, report comes to us from Tony Spatel and uh, this is the uh, Celebration Roundup Barbecue uh, in. Frontierland, isn't it? I I believe it's in Frontierland. And uh, just recently reopened. And uh, Tony has a review for us. So here is Tony.
3: Many Disneyland vets will remember what I consider to be one of the best places to eat many years ago. And that was the Big Thunder Ranch Barbecue. After many years of doing other things with the location... Barbecue has returned to Big Thunder Ranch in the form of Celebration Roundup and Barbecue at Big Thunder Ranch. My wife, son, and I didn't really have anything to celebrate other than it being the weekend, but we decided we'd go anyways. It is located behind Big Thunder Railroad right next to the petting area. I know. Don't worry. (laughs) I called the Friday night before our Saturday visit to see if I could get a late priority seating, and there was no problem. As a matter of fact, I was able to get a priority seating at 12 o'clock and the day of our reservation there were many walk-ins coming in i don't know if this is due to the fact that it's a new thing but we had no problem getting seated and walk-ins had no problem either you check in with a cast member who then asks you to wait until the host comes to get you just so you know there is no seating area to wait for your table so you're kind of just standing there one interesting note was that there are no prices listed at the check-in area I checked the website, the price isn't on the website either. The menu is there in both places, but there are no prices. I found it a little interesting, but then again, I'm not the one to speculate. I'll let Pete and the gang figure out or guess why there is no prices. there are no prices listed. As you walk up the path to your table, you're given the opportunity to take a picture with, for us it was Jesse from Toy Story, I'm not sure if the characters change, but for that day, Jesse was sitting there with the photo pass people getting pictures taken. Now, the Celebration Barbecue is not promoted as a quote-unquote character meal, but there are characters there. So I'm going to try to coin a new phrase here and call it a hybrid character meal. Woody, Jesse, and Bullseye are there and are available for interaction and pictures and autographs, as well as they are included in the entertainment and some skits. But it's not like a traditional character meal where they're really trying to turn over tables and they're really trying to make sure that everybody gets access to the characters and the characters are on the loop and everybody's getting them for a certain amount of time. It's a lot more relaxed than that. This is the only place in Disneyland where you can see Woody, Jesse, and Bullseye. So if you have a kid or a grown-up that really loves those Toy Story characters, this is the only place you're gonna get to see them to get an autograph or to get a picture. The entertainment includes skits with Woody and Bullseye and offers kids or anybody else who's celebrating something that day to come up and join them on stage. In our case, it was a little dance, uh, square dance routine, but um, I'm sure they have other options for kids and grown-ups of all ages to join in in the entertainment and the fun. Um, When I asked cast members about the entertainment, when we got there, they weren't there. There was nothing on stage and I asked, hey, when's the entertainment going to start? And more than one cast member said it was random and I kind of didn't get why they kept saying it was random. But then I understood it's because Woody and – Woody is the main character is going around to the different tables, interacting with the kids, getting pictures taken. And then all of a sudden there will be an announcement and here I'll come up on stage to do the skit. So it c- kind of depends on the crowd and where Woody is at the time. So the entertainment is actually random. In addition to Woody, Jesse, and Bullseye, there are some live characters, and that includes Miss Chris, who pretend who plays the owner of the ranch, and Sam and Tex, all who sing and perform country western music flawlessly. As we were seated, in fact, waiting for the shows to start, Miss Chris came up to a lot of the kids, including my son, and spent about five minutes with the kids individually asking them to identify different animal tracks and talk to my son about, oh, you could become an animal tracker, and she was really great with the kids, and I just thought it was cool that she spent one-on-one time with them. In terms of the food, the menu is served family-style, which I think, I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong, but which I think is the only family-style restaurant at the Disneyland Resort. And being somebody who's been to Walt Disney World and loves the food at Walt Disney World, I'm really hoping that this is the beginning of the Walt Disney World food way of thinking coming out here to Disneyland. Let's all keep our fingers crossed for that. The food is, as I said, served family style. It is all you care to eat, but you do need to ask your server for more if you wish. The menu includes ribs, chicken, coleslaw, cornbread mini loaves, baked beans, corn on the cob wagon wheels, and the kids get watermelon slices. Now, I don't claim to be Zagats, but here are my ideas about the food we really love the cornbread mini loaves and the baked beans the corn on the cob wagon wheels were basically corn on the cob that were cut into little wheel shapes which is good because you don't waste as much food and the kids like it Um, the cornbread does come with honey and butter of course and all that stuff the coleslaw was a vinegar based coleslaw so if you like the creamy coleslaw you're going to be out of luck we didn't necessarily care too much for the coleslaw in terms of the ribs and the chicken we liked the chicken a lot. It was really moist. It had a flavorful rub, not too spicy. The ribs, had, their rub seemed to be really heavy with chili powder. That's one thing we noticed. But to counterbalance that, they had barbecue sauce on the side, which was really, really sweet. So it's interesting how they kind of had the rubs with the spice, and then the for the people who like that kind of barbecue, and then if you like the sweet barbecue, there was a side of barbecue sauce that you could dip it in. For dessert, they serve what they called cowboy cupcakes, which are actually cupcakes in a waffle cone with some good stuff in the bottom of the waffle cone too, which I'll talk about in a second. It is served in a metal present celebratory looking thing, which actually is the same as the front entrance to the parking structure at Disneyland. So it's kind of interesting how they put the whole celebration icons together. And the streamers that come out of this metal centerpiece is where the cones with the cupcakes go, so it's kind of cool. You have three choices. You have strawberry shortcake, a chocolate cupcake, or red velvet cupcake. And being diligent, correspondent family that we are, we decided to try all three. The strawberry shortcake was exactly that, strawberry shortcake. It wasn't extremely sweet, it was in the cone, and then underneath the cupcake, where you would normally have ice cream at the bottom, They had more of the cream and another strawberry. Not that sweet. That was our least favorite of the three. The other one is a chocolate cupcake, which was a good chocolate cupcake. And then underneath the chocolate cupcake, they had cherry pie filling underneath it. So that was their kind of surprise under that one. The best by far, hands down, was my wife's choice, which I, when she wasn't looking, ate as much as I could, which was a red velvet cupcake with real cream cheese frosting it was really good and then underneath that cupcake the accent flavor was raspberry so they had a raspberry jam or raspberry puree underneath the cupcake in the bottom of the cone with more of that good cream cheese frosting so if there was one thing we loved more than anything it was that darn red velvet cupcake cowboy cupcake in the cone with the extra cream cheese frosting underneath So I would really suggest ordering that one when you get your choice of dessert, but it was awesome. The rest of the pertinent information for the Celebration Roundup and Barbecue at Big Thunder Ranch, which is an extremely long name, by the way, is as follows. And here are the rest of the important details for the Celebration Roundup and Barbecue at Big Thunder Ranch. That's a long name. Anyways, here's the rest of the important details. You sit picnic-style seating with tables of six or tables of eight. The tables have canopies over them to shade you a little bit, but you are still outside. The cost is $28.99 for adults, $12.99 for children, 15% discount if you have a premium annual pass, 15% gratuity is automatically included in your bill. Priority seating is recommended, even though I didn't really find it necessary, and can be made in person for this location on a limited basis. According to the website, you can call Disney Dining at 714-781-3463. It did say that it is subject to change or cancellation without notice due to possibly inclement weather at Southern California. Don't count on that. One last note. Our servers were great. They were very friendly and attentive. And one thing we really enjoyed about this experience was that they didn't try to rush us out. There was a very relaxed pace and a relaxed atmosphere. I felt like if I wanted to stay there and watch some more of the show, they weren't trying to kick me out and turn tables over. And I know how Pete and the gang have talked about that a lot and how that bothers them. Here, I did not find that at all. So I do recommend it. And I hope this is the beginning of more dining experiences at Disneyland that mirror what's going on at Walt Disney World.
0: Well, thanks very much for that, Tony. It sounds really good, but twenty eight ninety nine. I thought for lunch, that's... That's really expensive. Yeah. Oh,
8: but you have to go check it out. It oh, really we're definitely
0: going to check it out, but the food better be extraordinarily already good. It felt like it wasn't all... For 29 old. bucks a person, that's you getting really that
8: entertainment. It has to be worth cupcakes. 20 <laughs> really?
0: Are you the Disney
3: writer today, or what? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the food's not worth that much. But well, well, the ambiance will be, or... Right.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I think... Uh, Again you know we were just talking about this about you know the difference one of the big differences between world and land uh, is the food the quality of it the quality uh, and, and the pricing and I don't know there are dinner buffets out here that will go right for twenty eight ninety nine but I don't think there's any lunch buffets that go for twenty eight ninety nine unless you go to like the lobster feast <laughs> you know it's right exactly not for chicken and ribs. Not for chicken and ribs. I mean, it, I'm sorry. It's just that's
1: how much was it at Lands End? Do, do you know? Lands End, oh, not land, uh, Trails End.
0: Oh, Trails End was. You yeah. always say
8: that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it Lands End? What I'm, I'm Trails End? <laughs> what?
0: No, but I know
1: it's no. It's not anywhere close to 28 even for for dinner. It's not that much. And,
8: well, do
2: is chicken and ribs, but that's a really good show. That's a
0: yeah. Show. That's a that's a dinner show. An air condition.
8: Yes. <laughs> With napkin hats Whatever else they put on you
9: We do have photos on the site That Mary Jo took Of this
8: Oh really?
2: Yeah
0: Yeah okay. it looks really cool um, Trails End is uh, 14 dollars For lunch And that's a fantastic Oh that's a big That's difference. half the price It's basically half the price And is so it's great So gonna... they
2: definitely are up charging for entertainment <sighs> mm-hmm.
0: For yeah. sure well, again, like I said, this is what they do out in disneyland, and i you know people need to understand, even though it's the same company, it really is run like it's two separate businesses um, you know not all the policies are uniform on both coasts right. and you know if there's one thing where they really need to make it uniform as opposed to the merchandise uh it would be here it would be you know in terms of policies like this. And then automatically adding a 15% gratuity? Is this going to be a new thing now with every restaurant, mm. no matter what the size of your party is?
1: I was surprised at that. That I, they're
0: going to add a gratuity in? I, could see, and, I thought and it and would 15%, be... percent, 15% on family style? You know, it's not like... That's it's, right. They're just getting you... Uh, right. They're just putting down a plate of food.
1: Wow. Well.
0: Um, so, I don't know. You know, I, um, this, that, that's a, a, a trend that is really bothering me. Gratuity is by its very definition optional. Yeah. It is optional. And now to automatically start making it a part of the bill. I, I can th-
1: understand gratuity on parties of 6 so or more. I can eight understand or more. that,
0: right, cuz you usually get shafted. But
1: for every person that comes through
0: that's and I want to I, I just want to re- reiterate for everyone if you are having a gratuity automatically added to your bill and you don't think the service you received was worth what they're charging you you need to get a manager and have it taken off the bill or have it adjusted. It is a gratuity. They cannot make it mandatory. They cannot make it mandatory. So, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, thank you very much for that, Tony. Thank you, Wendy and Nancy, uh, for your uh, reports uh, for, for our show this week. We really do appreciate it. Those guys have just been doing an amazing job. We found three really great uh, correspondence. It sounds yes. like they're
8: having fun. I was about too. to say that.
2: You can tell they really enjoy yeah. what they're doing.
0: They really do. We have some other stuff uh, that they've submitted that I haven't had a chance to get to that uh, we'll try and include in our show when we get back. We'll do another Disneyland show on our...
8: No, we're going to get to meet him when we're out there. Am I going to meet him? Of Go
0: course. Are you going to talk into the microphone?
8: No. <laughs> <laughs> this is John's mic. It's like way
3: up high.
0: Well, you don't have to have it off to the side either. It's, you know, did you have a stroke? You're talking at all the
3: just be sure to take lots of pictures and Facebook everywhere you go. Oh, oh she does that
0: now. So you know I'm in the Facebook. bathroom. Oh,
3: I do not do that.
1: <laughs>
8: <laughs> Everything came out okay.
1: Oh, <laughs> not that bad now. I post like every other day, so I got to pick up the pace. Yeah, you're big
8: posting over there. You'll get there. That can be your debut. You can be reporting from Disneyland. There you go.
0: on Facebook. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Yeah, well, I'll be doing it. Max, are you gonna be posting on Facebook?
1: Yeah, I will.
9: His yeah. friends will think he's uncool if he's posting from Disneyland. <laughs> he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point. He
0: has no friends. He's
9: got yeah. a girlfriend though. I guess I
2: do. Max, all right.
0: Max has a girlfriend. Max has a girlfriend. Are
2: you keeping her away from Pete and Walter?
0: We haven't met her. We didn't know she, about her
1: She
8: was so like Alabama.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, that one. She's away
8: from everybody. <laughs>
0: so, all right. Well, thanks again, everybody. Really appreciate it. That is going to do it for our special Disneyland show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again in two weeks with another edition of the Dis Unplug Roundtable. Have a great week, everybody.